Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 101 of the Hardly Millennial podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of opinions. opinions. Times two. Ooh. Today, we have a new little trio on for you guys. I have Justin and Vince with me today. A new dynamic, a fresh perspective. And I'm so excited for this. I feel like this has been a long time coming, and... I think Vince and I usually bounce off each other pretty good. We vibe pretty well, yeah, we do. especially conversationally. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, upon our first meeting a few years ago, we clashed a little bit more in ideology, and just because of the way that the world is changing and our country is changing, um, we're a little bit more in line, and I'm actually excited to see how, how we mesh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a couple <laughs> of years, I think, since we've really gotten down and gotten to some meat and potatoes of, mm-hmm. you know, our surroundings and the world we live in. So yes. I do remember, yeah, when when first you came uponeth my door. Um, yeah, you you were fresh from California. You uh, you still had some pretty left ideologies, some pretty left uh, perspectives. And, to be fair, uh, in the words of Danny, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Um, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> this, was, this was before half the country lost their goddamn mind and showed their true colors in a you know psychopath election. <laughs> Um, that'll change anybody. I think we're all a little bit shaken up from that. The psyop of twenty, the great psyop of twenty sixteen, ladies and gentlemen. So yes. why don't we just go ahead and start out with pedophiles today? Wow, really we're quick, right though, in. Okay. Vince, do me a favor and just move slightly closer. To, you don't have to like reposition yourself, but just move but your did. chair closer. I just to the did, mic. Adam. <laughs> I've repositioned myself. I'm sorry. Is this better for you? You know what? Let me tell you guys. I am horrible with sound. So I have a friend, Josh. Shout out to you. Josh and like every now and then I'll you know Josh you did a play with him yeah, back in uh, high school yeah. and so every dude, now and dude then look, is looking good oh, he, by the way if you're listening Josh you look freaking great yeah now, dude. dude you lost good a lot job. of weight yeah well he listens to every podcast so really yeah he let oh, me know well, that hey, like, man yeah into it. it's been a hot minute but he'll he'll <laughs> text he'll text me every now and then um after listening to a podcast so he'll be like so I think you need to like do this and maybe if you tried this and everything and I always have to tell him, like dude I hate sound <laughs> I hate sound for this fucking reason because you're right all these things need to get done and every time I try to do something there's like something Something yeah. else that happens. What's his name? But Josh. Josh. Yeah. Hey Josh, if you have any way to make me sound less of a queer on the air, I'd love that. I, I'd like to sound like a man, like Nobody's my friends. Oh, Justin can help that. I, no, no, I disagree. There's Gary Busey voice emulators out there, man. <laughs> I want to sound like Gary Busey. You run your voice through a Gary Busey emulator. There's no way you can sound anything less than macho. All right, so you just had to do it, Josh. <laughs> Anyways, you were talking about pedophiles, yes. Justin? Yes, okay. <laughs> okay, I, I have been anxious to just talk about what's going on right now in the media and just in general what's going on around this subject. And, I mean, I can't imagine why, but no one, no one ever wants to talk about pedophiles with me. So I'm going to force you two to do that with me now. Do it. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, um, I, I don't know too much about the, uh, the the Epstein stuff going on right now, but still fresh in my mind is when uh, WikiLeaks included the Podesta emails. Um, I perused a good amount of those because Are you talking of, about PizzaGate, PizzaGate, the yes. whole thing, and and I was uh, this was back in the days when I used to frequent 4chan. And, you know, they were the ones who kind of helped break this thing open wide. And I felt like this, you know, 
4chan had done a lot of shit by this point. They had they had a rap sheet a mile long. Mm-hmm. So I was I was hoping that this was going to be it. I was hoping that 4chan, after you know, hacking polls and you know, uh, uh, spamming local radio stations and even getting on the news in certain cases, right. I was hoping they were going to crack pedophilia in DC wide open. But it was because they did it that it was so easy to discredit mm-hmm. and shove under the table. They shot themselves in their own foot by breaking this open, I feel like, because there was a lot of damning information in this case of a different media, uh, sadly one with a more reputable outlet, had covered this. I guaranteed, I guarantee it would have gotten a lot more traction. So what I found interesting about that is um, there was the whole, like, the code coding, right? Yeah. So uh, pizza for girls, hot dog for boys, and stuff like that. Yeah. And the thing that really seemed, for whatever reason, to this day I cannot figure it out, but what really seemed to discredit all of quote-unquote Pizzagate was the fact that it was supposed to take place in in this pizza place in the basement, but the fact that the fact that the place didn't have a basement is what people went, oh, so this can't even be real, fake news. But what if basement was also a freaking code word? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I, it might not have even been a code word, man. If this is a place that high-powered politicians frequented for that purpose, do you think that place would have registered on its, like, coding that even had a fucking basement? Yeah. No. The, <laughs> right, it's no, really it easy to take things that that are, you know, very easy to be proven true and, and just say they're not based on who put it up, put, what outlet put it out there. And... I mean, obviously, it'd be huge if this was blown off, oh, right? Because yeah. oh, a lot of yeah. people would be involved in it. This would be bad. Um, slight segue. I do remember seeing this video on YouTube, and it's Podesta torturing a kid. Oh, you and you sh- can literally hear his voice. Well, oh, it. like, yeah, I was going to say, hold on, because, like, you don't... S- no. You showed us this video, there. I did. And I was going to say, so, like... Uh, well, you alleged- did not show me this video. No, no I, I showed show, you this yeah. video. But, like, allegedly... So you got it me, I guess. Al- <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> it's Podesta. Just to be clear, you don't see Podesta right. on the Right, I, I just said just, that. But the voice that's on there yeah. just creepingly, creepily sounds like it could All be All you have exactly. to do is YouTube <clears throat> some pretty candid uh, videos of John Podesta talking about whatever inane bullshit he's on YouTube for. And then listen to the audio from this tape. And let me tell you, if you got a brain in your head, I'm not telling you to believe it just because the audio sounds similar, but you know deep down that's the same. Fucking yeah. Voice. Well, and come on. And having said that, go ahead and explain what this video is for people who aren't familiar. It is pretty much the the voice of someone who sounds exactly like Podesta. I'm Mind convinced you, it is. You, you don't, for, just for clarification for everybody, you don't see torture happening right. in this video but you hear um, a screaming child you, you yeah, see it's like somebody no, no, no. you see a silhouette behind glass and then you you hear whew, you hear the, it's a tough video the tortured to screaming yeah. of whatever young child even if it's a hoax i've i've no that that kid screaming no yeah, it's no. it was it was a pretty hard video to watch, but basically yeah. behind like a glass, which looks like a, like inside of a nightclub or some shit, yeah. a lot of like flashing colored lights and stuff. You you hear the sound of an older man verbally, you know, torturing this child, you what, know, and then what just, the content of the video allegedly was from the sources who found it was it was some sort of shower stall that they were in inside of a, a, a condo of some sort. Yeah. Where it is is isn't really known that well, mm-hmm. but. Um, it's very darkly lit, and apparently what happened was the individual filming had the child in, uh, like, a shower 
sort of contained area with the, the the glass because you can hear the sound of running water. Yeah. And apparently that's the sound of a child when they're under scalding hot water. Is and that that's what it's that's to be? the yeah. that's the point of the thing is to to keep them under the hot water until submission. Oh my gosh. So so obviously there'd be a lot going on. There was uh, I believe it was 2016 <clears throat> where the not not the it was the New York Post, okay, the nonpartisan um, non-opinionated outlet, okay, not yeah. the not the not the New York Times, which leans very very left. It was a New York Post, mm-hmm. and in this New York Post article, um, you know, a lot of journalists are really obsessed with the whole Epstein thing that happened back in the day when he was charged with counts of, of um, you know child molestation, trafficking, and such. Yeah, and they ended up giving him this ridiculous deal. I'm not sure if you guys have heard about this. This happened a few years ago. They gave him like 15 months, okay, in prison. No, not prison, sorry, jail. 15 months in jail. But they also gave him this deal where he could leave prison for up to 12 hours a day mm-hmm. if he was going to be working. Yeah. So well, prisons and jails have work release programs. Right, so, now, yeah. but 12 hours. And he yeah. went to his, his not Key Largo, what do you... Uh, Beach, Palm Beach office for 12 hours a day to work while he was in jail for 15 months, okay? So this is a ridiculous deal. And a lot of these journalists and lawyers and advocates were very much obsessed with the fact that how did this person get away with it, okay? Um, This person who gave him this deal was the, uh, gosh, the secretary of, of the labor something or other. Under Donald Trump right now. Okay. His but this, this Acosta, a... last name Acosta. Oh, I know who you're talking Jim Acosta, yeah. 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 Anyway, so, um, and he hadn't been questioned about it. It's He's going to get questioned about it now. But anyhow, this is, this is what happened then with Epstein. So no one's let this go. Everyone's been pretty obsessed with this. A lot of different people. So now it's been turned over to U.S. courts and it's blown the fuck up. And he's now indicted. He's going to be in jail. Most likely till he's dead. Yeah. Okay, but what's crazy about this is they've raided his home, okay, all of them, mm-hmm. and he has his own island, Little St. Thomas, okay, it's in the Caribbean, and that's is where he'd have a lot of very high-profile people come in and pretty much have, like, sex orgies and molest mm-hmm. underage girls, <clears throat> boys too, I'm sure, I don't know what's going to come out. There were... Um former presidents that were visitors to this little private island. Dude, even Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And not saying that everybody who went there molested kids. I mean, it could have just been a party for you this guy. You have your in crowd, yeah. and then you have your exactly. You so have to sure. build a reputation, because if everyone right. who's ever been there had an orgy, whenever the subject came up, there would just be shifty eyes. You <laughs> yeah. have to have a couple people with alibis. Yeah, of course. So anyhow, I mean, when you, you have all these people going, and apparently what he did is he would set up these surveillance cameras and he'd videotape every, everything. Yeah, so then, of course. So then he'd have blackmail so that nobody would then turn him in. Yes. Okay? Um, so... The thing is, there's a lot of people that aren't child molesters that went to this island. And so how do we know until they really release this film? Um, I think we're going to know because they may not release the film, but they are going to indict the people who are in the film. Justin, I want to—I just want to add real quick. You know what makes me sad? What? The amount of hope that you have that this is actually going to get blown wide open. I, I, am, I am honestly... I, like I said, man, I, I thought Pizzagate was gonna do it, but it didn't. Now, mind you, this is an FBI raid, and these, but, but these are videos, and the, that's the problem. 
that's right that right there is the problem right now if you don't think there are going to be a very very soon large transfers of money happening from fucking um um what's it called like off coast offshore accounts mm-hmm. to deal air quotes with the situation we're about to see a lot of money coming into I, the United States and going to parties okay. who benefit keeping this shit under wraps. I would believe that if, I hate to say it, Donald Trump was not in the presidency. Okay, I don't think he's enough. Don't, I don't think he's enough. Fuck with it. Don't get the shit twisted. I um I, I support I support this presidency. I'm not I'm not you know your your standard MAGA hat wearing guy, but you know I I believe in this administration more so than I did the last one. Um, not to say you know um. I'm getting off track. But anyway, um, the, the whole point I was trying to make is that I, I, I don't believe that this this is going to be the thing that breaks it open because you still have people who are under, not not oath, but I guess uh, a certain level of financial fealty within agencies such as the CIA, CIA and the FBI, mm-hmm. um, NSA, that are still working for and in the back pockets of certain politicians. I man. think if it wasn't going to get blown wide open, it would have stopped in 2016. The fact that journalists were able to get this going again, that to me has hope because that means that no one's going to let this go. This man did, in fact, molest young girls. Hundreds, okay? Mm-hmm. Many, many hundreds of yeah. young girls. Someone's getting in trouble for this. And, I mean, I don't know if you know already, but there's two people in particular that I'd love to see go to jail. You're, if, if, <laughs> if something does happen, you're only going to see maybe a minimum of two or three people that they have lined up as patsies mm-hmm. that are going to go for this. Oh, and those I'm people, cool with that. Those people will be dead before they ever uh, list other people's names. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd actually be cool with that because I don't think it's going to stop there. I think that... There's going to be some journalists that's going to make it their lifelong work to make sure this happens. It's going to spread because sunlight is the best disinfectant. And we're seeing a lot of sunlight right now. It is, it's getting blown up right now. That's that's also a problem because heads are going to roll over this. And I mean literally. Not mine. No, not yours. But a lot of heads are going to they're going to fall because of this incident. At least they'll fall in public. I mean, what about all the people that were related like the Clintons who were dying and stuff like that that no one would even hear about. I feel like with this being such a... Look, if we can at least get Bill Clinton under fire, I think the general <laughs> public is going to now not trust anybody because everyone loves Bill. Uh, well, everyone loves yeah. Bill. I think, but I think that's the issue and why I think I agree more with Vince in regards to this not getting blown as wide open as you think. And I think it's... A perfect example is just what's happening with politics, right? Social politics right now, right? Uh-huh. what side of the fence people sit on is it's about public opinion. Yeah. And what we're seeing right now is a lot of people from both sides, a lot of extremists from both sides willing to ignore any facts or statistics or just that, cold hard facts that are given to them because it differentiates from their narrative and the party that they affiliate yes. themselves mm-hmm. with. Yes. So unfortunately with something like this that might be more something involved with the Democrats more than the conservatives or Republicans because you have this group of it's like it's like the Russian um what was it called the Russian collusion thing right mm. you know we we were given the facts that like the f the guy came out and was like we hey were never guess what given facts. Or not we were, not the facts but the guy came out and was like hey guess what we found no collusion we've done yeah. this we've done this investigation for two years and there's no collusion and you mm-hmm. still had the Democrats going eh, no 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 there was still collusion mm-hmm. so I feel like you're gonna kind of get the same thing with this new uh 
pedophilia thing happening a lot of where people are going to be coming out and be yeah. like hey guess what we found a bunch of shit it's a bunch of democrats and you have the democrats going <laughs> no 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 we don't do that no, if there no, if there are that. videos that are undeniable like blackmailable evidence no heads are gonna roll um i i think a lot of the biggest names that are in that volume are gonna walk away scot-free and um, i think the people who half- even think about ratting on those people Probably get a uh, 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 Sicilian suicide. But the problem is, you're never going to, regardless if they come out and we're like, hey, we saw Bill Clinton on this video touching little girls and little boys, unless they, the less the video gets released online for people to see, which mm-hmm. it never will. I mean, I, I guess in these times, not, not could, until pedophilia has but, been completely normalized but, into, into society. <laughs> right. But like. And then it'll be like clip of the week on fucking Tosh.0. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying, though, is. If they just say like, "Hey, we have," if somebody just comes out and says like, "Hey, guess what? We have this footage. We know we know Clinton did, it, or we know whoever did it." Yeah. You're gonna have people, especially while Trump's in office, going, "Oh, this is all just Trump and his no, administration." No, they won't because they're going to indict him. They're going if there is vote. If if there is evidence, they are going to fucking indict him. There's doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Okay. Right. There's no if if. The Supreme Court, okay, if it's, if it even goes to them, yeah. you know, they see evidence. It doesn't matter what the Democrats say. He's going to get in fucking trouble. It's going to be the same with anybody else. The only issue is, can they get enough right. I'm, information I'm, out there to saying, indict the people? Right, but I'm not saying that they're not going to get indicted, but I'm saying it, I don't think it's going to help in as far as preventing further incidences happening like this in the Democratic Party if it, they are the main players in this. Mm-hmm. If while this everything that's going on is going on, so Bill Clinton, they can indict everybody, anybody who they want, but you're not going to have Democrats, I think, losing faith in the Democratic Party or losing faith in the the current politicians that they believe in simply because of something like uh, that. I I'll think tell you, they will. I'll tell you, no, no, no. Know. Here's 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 so. the logical uh, logical conclusion to how this is going to go. Um, they're going to find those tapes that, you know, they, they probably already have, they're going to go through them. They're going to sift everything. They're going to make a report and they're going to release it on September 21st. Why are we having September 21st? Because the, the day following September 20th, there's going to be a mass casualty incident out in the Nevada desert. Oh my gosh, you're about the storming Area 51. If people actually do that, there will be blood. I promise you. Oh, nobody is, though. They're going to get 100 people out their tops. And they're going to be really ones. scared. Yeah. Adam, if you don't think there are people uh, who are within this organization that are going to be a part of this group and a part of recruiting and have a lot of facts and information about actually storming the place, I, and maybe rally, I don't know, not 200,000, even if it was only 1,000. That's it's going to be 50. I, I just don't. It's going to be 50. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. And they're all going to have, like, lifesavers. <laughs> well, because, dude, you know. We're you, in the Tide Pod generation. <laughs> there are kids that might actually do but it. The problem yeah, is, but they can't afford cars to get to Area 51. But the, pro- and the problem is, like, this all was, I <laughs> saw. Ubers, man, Ubers. I remember seeing the original event invite as it was passed around Facebook before the memes were born from it. And it was. <laughs> Adam's li- flashing his meme cred, right? And it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was not even. This is literally just a Facebook event invite. And it, I believe it literally said something along the lines of like, 
Nar- like Naruto run. Like the words Naruto run were literally in the event <laughs> invite. Okay. Like it was all a joke to start. I just don't think so. I think you're going to have 50, a hundred people. Even if you get a thousand people showing up, dude, it's going to be fucking nothing. Not only that, but come on. They, the government screens the internet. They're going to have people ready just to be like, well, y'all are idiots. If, You're not going to come in here. If they're going to try and deter them, then yeah, they're going to use, you know, your your standard propaganda bombings on fucking internet forums and whatnot, you know, on Facebook. But if it's not, this is, <laughs> if it's this not. is meant to be an incident, they're going to have people on the insides monitoring the forums and, you know, oh, Facebook. So either and, way this goes, you can assure that when people start talking about raiding a you know, a, a top secret facility that's going to raise some red flags. You're seeing it being covered on the news right now. Now, is it I've, being covered on the news? It is. Oh, it is. Because I've been back in the gym recently. Oh, yeah, my face has been in the news screens again. I've been watching the talking heads <laughs> recently, so I've gone slightly mad. I'm seeing what's happening in the world again, and I got to say, folks, I'm pissed. We almost went to a war with Iran because of some, uh, some shady nonsense they were doing with uranium. And whatever well, happened it's with not, that. Well, it's, it's not nonsense. It's pretty serious. No, it was pretty serious because yeah. they were threatening to, uh, what was that, go over the pre-agreed upon amount no, well, of uranium did. enrichment, and then no, they no, did. No, they, no, no. They, that's not what it was. They, they well, attacked us. No, there, no there, was, there was an alleged attack on... It's not alleged. It came out of the Pentagon. It was that. It was, it was an yes. attack? Okay. It was an attack. Um, the thing is, there was no bloodshed at shooting down our drone. Okay. So that's when Trump said, you know what? The possibility of bloodshed is too high for a drone. I read something along the lines of like the the president was shown um, a damage analysis of the area that they were going to bomb, essentially. And that was when he called off the strike because he saw what the casualty radius was going to be. But I find a a little like interesting to think that the president didn't know about this beforehand. Know about what? About this plan and whatever plans there were in the event of the it wasn't Iran like they formulated it, they formulated it and then they were getting to do it and then said no stop as they were evaluating well, the president whether has or to not. approve that plan in the first place yeah. and to think he wouldn't be briefed on what the casualty fallout would be in he was briefed with. on it that's when it ended so he had a change of heart then essentially took his finger off the button no it wasn't people make it sound like. It almost happened, and they were going to do it, well, no, and he I, was a hero. Was no, like, no, 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 I will not do it. No one's saying that. <laughs> no, no I, that's, that's, trust me, that's what people are making it sound like. Oh, I'm okay. hearing it everywhere. Okay. No, um, when he all was I being... All I hear is about, oh, man, he almost got us into nuclear no, war. Like, it's, no, when, that's it's, all First off, it's not going to be nuclear war because they don't have a fucking nuke. But the problem is, we need to make sure they do not have a nuke. Iran cannot fucking have hey, nukes. We stomped a mud hole in Iraq's ass for less, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, but he also voted against the war in Iraq. He didn't believe that there was nukes in Iraq. So, or he, no, sorry, he was against the war in Iraq. It was Hillary, by the way, who voted for no, the war I, in Iraq. No, yeah, I know that one. So, um, no, he, Iraq, I mean, Iran cannot get fucking nukes, okay? And they're trying to focus on nuclear energy, regardless of the fact that they have some of the highest oil reserves and some of the highest, um, shit, what's the other, con- fossil fuels, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but they want to all of a sudden just focus on nuclear power, even though most of their fucking country doesn't have goddamn electricity. They're liars. So he just, just they cannot get a nuke. The problem is, when do you say, all right, we're going to attack you now? Do we wait until our lives are shed on our side? So hopefully we just have the intel. I don't know how that works exactly. But no, it was not alleged. They shot down two 
uh, tankers mm -hmm. of our allies. Okay. Okay, but first shot down our, no, no. I don't know if it's first or right after, shot down our drone. Yeah. Now, Iran is saying that the drone was within their, like... Their airspace, their yeah. fucking AO, yeah. So they were allowed to do it. Okay, but they're trying to say that there's no way they were the ones that shot down the tankers because one of them was Japan, and they were meeting with Japan to try to cut a deal. But the Pentagon says it. And I kind of believe the Pentagon, no offense to anybody else, but if they say it, I'm going to believe them over Iran. I just am. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Any country that gives any type of stock to a like religious fanatic, even portion of their government, loses, especially if it's an old world country. If it's a country that is uh, not westernized, mm -hmm. sorry, but fuck you. <laughs> I don't believe you for shit. So, okay, back uh, full circle, when you're talking about uh, uh, countries like that, how do you feel about the Vatican? I think it's disgusting. Yeah. Let's and talk that, about the Vatican since we're back on the subject of pedophilia. Oh, the now. Vatican's gnarly. Are yeah. you kidding me? God much, has left the building. How much do you know about the history of the Vatican and Vatican City? Um, I don't know a whole lot about the history, um, but I do know what I've kind of... <laughs> I'm not sure what I want to talk about You look about a little sheepish here. Like, what, what? Dude, we just talked about pedophilia. Like, yeah, I think that has a lot. I think that's yeah. going on in the Vatican. Oh yeah. Oh, I absolutely. think that's going on now in the Vatican. That's, I think it's, it's like a haven for for clergymen who have been caught. Basically. I think it's worse. You think it's oh actively still perpetuating? Not even just the clergy. I think it's a place where stuff like that is. Uh, you know what? Let's let's just bypass that all. <laughs> why? Why? No! 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 You. Why, why, okay. okay. I I personally feel that pedophilia is something that a lot of people suffer with. Yes. Okay? A lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's, it's a spectrum. And I think that, you know, I think there are some people that are only attracted to prepubescent kids. There are some people who are only attracted to adult women. It's like a niche thing, essentially. And there are some people who are attracted to adult women and prepubescent kids. There are some people who are post-pubescent, pre, you know, age of consent. Mm -hmm. And also normal people. Okay. You know, I think it's not necessarily a very binary thing, um, but it doesn't matter because any of that is fucking gross. So where would you not think that this kind of behavior is facilitated and it's a very secretive place? And I just feel that's how it is. We had a freaking Pope quit, okay? Pedophilia, though, um, I can assure you, uh, while it is a first world problem, um, it's daily life in third world nations. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've personally had to bear witness to certain things like that um, mm -hmm. in, in my time overseas. What country? Um, Afghanistan. Okay. Yep. Um, there was a specific incident where we had to stop a vehicle going along uh, a trade route, and we were <clears> stopping every vehicle going along that trade route that day, and we're looking for, you know, suspicious peoples or, you know, suspicious cargo, essentially. And we ended up having to stop this one vehicle who it was just children just children uh children of all different nationalities looking like like there were a few black ones in there like who the hell are these kids and why is there a truck full of them coming through this trade route mm -hmm. needless to say this dude was detained and the kids were uh i think they were taken to like i think it was like an a and a facility or something like that mm -hmm. afghan national army facility or police facility or something but i don't remember the specifics of it but just the thought of that happening was like holy fuck 
Um, not to mention some of the stories that, you know, uh, the interpreters uh, told us, you know, sort of about the, the local customs and things like that. Like, apparently it's commonplace for a little boy to be th- just tossed around by grown men on public transportation. Like, there are boys out there, <clears throat> like, most men out there at some point in their life have been molested. But see, given... That's, that's just daily life, though. And see... And there's there's is, a certain age you're supposed to like grow. Well, past yeah. It, well, yeah. and this is and this is a really you know taboo thing to talk about. But I I truly think it should not be a taboo thing to talk about because as we've just been talking about now, as what's game blown off the lid about you know the higher ups in politics, yeah, or what you've just said is daily life over there in the Middle East or at least Afghanistan where you were, yeah. We we're getting to this point to where. We have demonized pedophilia so much, and it should be demonized. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but but you've demonized this thing so much to where people don't want to believe it exists. And the thing is, it exists everywhere and exists tenfold. It is an ugly now, thing, but yeah, it does. It now, does happen. We now there is a lot of evidence and statistics to show that people who end up uh, sexually abusing adolescent boys or girls. Mm-hmm. Are you were usually victims themselves when yeah. they were younger, and then they grow up, and then they end up doing it to somebody younger when they're adults, mm-hmm. right? Not every case, but most. Not every most case, case, but was, most yeah. cases. It's a but, possibility. It's very likely. Yes, yeah. it, it's yes, exactly. It's very likely. But we also, I don't think, can deny, especially in this day and age, and I think you were kind of touching on this a little bit, Justin, that. If you can be born liking somebody of the same sex, where that is your general attraction, that I don't think it should be ignored that there are unfortunate souls out there who are born with this general attraction to pubescent boys or girls. Right. And there was actually an interesting documentary I watched once where there was a gentleman who was, you know, very very hesitantly but did come forward to talk to this journalist and was like i am one of those people and he even said he goes never touched anybody never done any of that stuff he goes and i am attracted to women my age as well Mm -hmm. but he goes but that attraction there does exist Mm -hmm. and the problem is is be i'm not saying it should be normalized but it should. I don't think it should be demonized because I do think there are people out there who truly suffer from that uh, strange attraction, and those are the people that need help. That you need to study it, find out why does this exist, why well, why is this a matter of you know human nature at all? Yeah. To clarify, pedophilia itself is not what needs to be demonized. It's child sexual abuse that needs to be yes, demonized. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 So. That's the deal here. But but typically though, if you, but okay, typically but if, a child like if if you are doing whatever to a child like whether you're getting that child to agree to it or not, it, it's abuse. So yeah, really, no, I mean, there's that, no gray line. Absolutely, there. no. What I'm saying is, I don't. I think it's great that somebody who is a pedophile never commits sexual abuse to a child, never touches a child. I think it takes a lot of self control, and I respect that. So. I think that if we're able to talk about the the fact that this is a condition, right? This right. is a, a mental health issue. Yeah. Then we can do things like I know this isn't a sound really really far fetched, right? But if they have pedophile communities, right, that support each other, hear me sorry, out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. No. Maybe there can be like 
pedophile day at the beach where no children go to the beach, you know? Like, or maybe if you have friends who are pedophiles so and they're- You're talking about like the the, the controlled burn equivalent, or like the, the pedophile, the pedophile equivalent of a controlled burn, basically. Yes. Like an open forum where these Absolutely. people can congregate and they hopefully can... not, you know, mobilize as a mob and right. steal well, the children in I the mean, area. That's two different issues. Pedophilia doesn't mean that you're, you know, a mob mentality that's going to go and assert yourself because then that's also you're a rapist. What but, if you but, get them all in one area, though? Then what happens? Well, aggression was never something that's used to, to uh, describe a pedophile per se. But, but they I don't mean, have like, to go hand in hand. They but don't I, have to, but most commonly they do. Well, but yeah, because the, they get they're pent up over years and then it explodes because they don't, they don't have anyone to talk to. And that's what I was going to say. I, I think a lot of it has to do with. You know, just that, the feeling of being alone. There's not yeah. anybody to talk to. I mean, you you being a gay man, you know, you've told me stories to where, like, you know, you felt a lot better, you know, growing up and meeting other gay people and being able to talk or to people about that's the you know, thing. When you first come out to someone, you only want to be around that person all the time because now you can talk to that person. Mm-hmm. You know, you have an outlet for it. And it's when you have no one to talk to that you meet people on their internet and have sex with the first person. I mean, this doesn't happen to me, but I know a lot of people. <laughs> it's the first person that gave you any attention. Yeah. So you're willing to do literally anything kind of gay with them or sexual because finally you have an outlet, regardless if this person is a predator, if this person is extremely unattractive to you. It's 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 a, a basic level of communication. As somebody who grew up with the internet, I had that. I had that in spades. Not necessarily, you know, meeting pedophiles or anything like mm. that, but that level of communication that I didn't have with people in the household. Right. Um, and I did not grow up with the internet. So, well, later in life I did. I was learning it when all of you were fluent, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't have that. So, I, that, I mean, I was literally the kid that looked up sex.com when I wanted no, to know what pop you and every you like. and every yeah, other yeah. male. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Dude, boobs.com. Yeah. Vagina.com. <laughs> okay, Come on, dude. We all tried it. But, yeah. like, I, but, <laughs> what you were, but what you were saying, too, about, like, young gay men who would, you know, end up having sex with the first, you know, gay guy they connected with on the internet mm-hmm. or whatnot just because it was them who understood them. I think that's what ends up happening to a lot of these people who yes. have this, you know, the, it's that just that. It's that aggression getting less loose to where all of a sudden you don't have anybody to talk to and then you find yourself in this weird situation mm-hmm. to where all of a sudden you just l- let out doing that thing and but the problem is too is just as you said if you treated it like a mental health thing and people had more forums and such to talk about it now you're able to sit there and say okay why do you feel like this why is this something what is it about it that makes you attracted to it and you're able to kind of and who knows there might be some crazy underlining problem that would is totally over all of our heads that we didn't even know existed but we're never going to figure out what that could be if you don't if, have an open dialogue if you don't about have an it. open dialogue I, I completely it. agree but I still think that we should absolutely demonize sexual abuse to children that's yeah, yeah. but that's to me is the fine line okay I don't know if you guys know this but there's a pedophile pride flag now really? baby blue pink uh, yellow and and now they're flying it here's where I have an issue they are flying it next to the pride flag yeah really yes yeah. when do this start oh this you is can, recent yeah this is very past recent. couple I think this years is the last like three years or so so yeah. 
That's so, so I have an wow. issue. Whoa, whoa, yeah, wait, wait, that's got to be like a big middle finger. Big next time, to that fucking flag. big time. Because here's the deal. That and the other thirty letters that follow LGBT, right? LGBTQIA plus. Yes, is what they're saying <laughs> that's now. That's what it is. No, now, I take yeah. all the rest of those as insult. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I do. So here, so that's the issue that I'm having is the more that you try to accept the concept is the because the thing is the pride flag. We are trying to show that our sex is sex between two people. Yeah. That our relationships are real relationships and that our love is real love. Right. Once you are flying a pedo pride yeah. flag under it, you're saying that their love is real love. Their sex is good sex. Like, you know, fair, normal. Right. And it's not. You, you know, the act is separate from the disorder. You yeah. can accept the disorder, but you can't accept the act. Look, I, I can understand attraction to a certain degree of the younger gender. I mean, we're, we're, we are animals. We don't, our biology doesn't give a shit about numbers. Well, I, I, it's funny you bring that up because I was just going to say, too, I, I think part of the problem is also is like, right now it's at least here in America you know it's basically if you have sex with anybody under the age of 18 it's like yeah. oh you're a pedophile I mean no 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 like if like th there should be fucking like levels here you yeah. know it's a lot different somebody having sex with a 17 year old than somebody having sex with a well, you know a that's a nine year old so a ped pedophilia is is technically prepubescent yeah. a child that is yeah. has not gone through puberty is it is in the eyes of the law though if it's under 18 it's, it's statutory rape not pedophile statutory yeah. rape applies when there's an age of consent and when it's at or around the age of consent then it becomes statutory yes um if gotcha. you're over yeah okay. if you are over that certain age so, so a 23 year old student teacher right having sex with their eight or 17 year old senior in high school right is going to be treated differently than if they had yeah. sex with the sixth grader yeah. okay yeah so it's not black and like white statutory uh, rape is different than pedophilia like that phoenix gotcha. teacher who just recently uh she she got canned i think i think she ended up getting like 20 something years mm -hmm. for sleeping with a 13 year old student she and and right now they're speculating on whether or not the husband knew about the Weird. abuse yeah, yeah, this is a high-profile thing. But, like, but there you go, though. That's 13. So is yeah. that statutory rape? Or no, is that's, that, that's, that is 20. That like, like I said, you got 20 years. That's pedophilia, right. brother. Yep. So where's the, where's the cutoff limit at this puberty. point? Puberty. Yeah. It, oh, it's puberty. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And I believe they do attach a number to it. It might be 15. Actually, okay. do we have a phone? I have a phone. I'll look Pretty it up while you guys talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, there is definitely a cutoff there. I've looked into that a little bit. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. It's... We need to still vilify villains, you know, but we also yeah, need well, no, to... Yeah, well, no, and I agree with you. It's, an, unfortunately, it's, like, in a perfect world, you know, what I was talking about, the difference between normalizing and demonizing. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, in a perfect world, there would be that difference, but you can't... Unfortunately, here's... in the world we have with flawed humans, you can't have one without the no, other. No, you can't. Here's here's my big thing, is I, I have a lot of friends who have lived very interesting lives and even sex lives at that... Um, I have friends who at the ages of 15 and 16, right. the, these are girls, were yeah. going on the internet and meeting and having sex with not only 30 to 40-year-old guys, yeah, I'd, but I'd guys had, who lived miles away from their I home. I had friends like that too, yeah. Meeting these people. Where were the fucking parents yeah. is what the question always boils down to for me. Do you want your kids doing that? Right. No? Then don't fucking let them. Right. Well, how can I stop them? Don't give them a fucking tablet. Don't tell them what fucking, <laughs> yeah. you know, the internet is. 
you know, yeah, if you don't I, want your kid doing the shit, don't let them do the shit. It's it's pretty fucking simple. I mean, yeah, they will try to find a way to do it if they really, really want to do it. Mm-hmm. But but that's when you turn your kid in. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that is when you say, look, being a good parent is not enough. You need, I need the law's help, you know, and it's oh, okay to do that. Oh, turn your kid to the, no, I mean, I don't, I don't support, no. I, I don't care what my, my, my daughter or my kids ever do. I will never call the cops on my kids. I would. No, I wouldn't. I would absolutely do that. <laughs> I'm not going to try to erase what they did unless, you know, it's a, like a, a, a an easily provable revenge homicide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I don't care what my kids do. Um, they'll, they'll always have a place in my house. I'll never call the cops on them. I will always let them lay low at my place. My, my dad always afforded me that opportunity. He, he always said it, it, CIA, NSA, FBI, doesn't matter. What if they run away? What do you mean? What if, if they... your child runs away from you, you're not going to call the cops? No. Well, oh, of course I'm going to call them. If they leave no note or anything like that, yeah, absolutely. They're missing persons at that point. What if they leave you a note saying, hey, I'm running away, fuck you? Um, you don't if, call the cops? No. No. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm not going to call I'm not going to call them. Uh, my, my wife might. Um, I, I, no. Um, I would if, if scare, the, scare them with the fear of the law. <laughs> if they're, no, because my dad never used the, the, the threat of the law. He always threatened us with homicide, so <laughs> <laughs> I figure it's a demon I'll pass along. Why not? But uh, I lived under the threat of death. But, I, you know, knowing now retrospectively, I know my dad was never going to put me in harm's way. He never wanted me in harm's way. But at the same time, he knew I had to learn lessons the hard way, which is why I was granted a certain degree of freedom. Um, to kind of do as I, I wished. I re- really growing up uh, at my dad's, we only had one rule, and that was be home by midnight. Or if you're not going to be home by midnight, let me know. Ours was do everything right, or we're going to beat your ass. Yeah, no, my, dad, my, 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 dad knew, my dad knew I was going to Read up. our mind, <laughs> or we yeah, will beat yeah, your ass. Yeah, exactly. Read our minds. My dad exactly. didn't want me sneaking out of the house because that would have caused him a lot of undue fucking stress. So instead of putting that restriction on someone whom he knew being of his flesh and blood, was going to break any chain he tried to lash me with. He he let me have as much rope as I needed. He always gave me enough rope to hang myself with, though, because when I got in trouble, it always came back to my dad because it was usually I was out somewhere doing something I shouldn't, and then I well, fucked up hard. And, and I think that all just comes back, as far as the parenting stuff goes, I think that just all comes back to the balance, right? You know, if you're... If you're putting too many restrictions on your kid, you know, they're going to be a fucking brat. And if you're putting too little restrictions on your kid, they're going to be a fucking brat. Yeah. You know, either way. it's, it's just, all about finding a happy Yeah, medium. exactly. You have to find that happy medium and you have to know your kid. I mean, yep. Justin, I remember Justin, and I met a couple once and we were talking about in regards to like hitting your kids, spanking your kids, just yelling at them, sending them to time out those other things. And this couple that had uh, three kids at the time were talking about how, you know, they were big advocates of like, yeah, if your kid fucks up, you know, you, you slap them, you spank them, you do it. You don't beat them. You obviously just discipline yeah. them, right, physically. Yeah. And, but then they were talking about how they have their third child just that doesn't work. Just yeah. period. It doesn't work. But <laughs> they were talking about other things that did work. Like for them, the you can't go out with friends did work for them. You know, you can't do that. So it's like it's just knowing your kid. And unfortunately, though, I think a lot of parents kind of get stuck in this thing of like, well, I was raised like this. So this is how I'm going to raise my mm-hmm. kids. Not paying attention to like, well, your kid's not going to. I mean, fuck. I mean, a weird comparison to use but i look at like the two cats we have you know and i yeah. joke about it a lot oh yeah but like we have one cat that's scared shitless of me because she knows i'll fucking like smack her if she does something wrong 
and you know if she sees me seeing her doing something she fucking bolts it whereas the other one if she's doing something wrong and I walk up to her she fucking just bends over like oh no (laughs) don't hit me it would be awful if you did that you know it's like so like you can't discipline them the same so it's just it's the same thing with kids and I think a lot of parents lose sight of that when they have kids it's like oh I have you know five different kids here they're not all gonna be disciplined the same way it's super easy to get complacent as a parent it's super easy you find what works and then try to just mine it dry you have to be mentally flexible when you have kids along the lines of what you were talking about though when it comes to properly disciplining a kid yeah it's, it's different for a lot of kids you have to find what they love and exploit it yeah you do you have to find what yeah. drives them and you have to use it against them yeah. that's just good parenting right? and as far as laying hands on your children look i am pro hitting your kids again not elbow dropping them from the rafters there macho man randy savage why don't you chill the fuck out um what i'm talking about is a healthy smack either across the ass or upside the back of the head yeah now you know how many times i received a hard restart that was what i called my dad slapping me upside the back of the head was yes. a hard restart because if I did or said something really dumb uh-huh. whack right and I knew oh shit I fucked up uh-huh. nowadays I get a little twitch in my neck when I'm about to do or say something mm-hmm. that I probably shouldn't right oh, I probably shouldn't well, do I that mean, I even looked to like when me and my brother grew up it was like it was like my dad, you know, when we did do something wrong or whatnot, it yeah. was like there was there was one hard good beating, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, all my dad had to do was the snap, right? Oh, yeah. Now, I was afraid of the snap, you know, because I already got that one good hard beating. So I the- knew after that snap was yeah. I was like, okay, you're right. I'm done because I know what comes next. My brother, however... You know, my my dad could be in the middle of disciplining, and my brother would be crying and stuff like that. But yeah. it, it wasn't like making him stop or anything. It was just like you know, my brother's just a stubborn man. You know, yeah. you know him. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's just a oh, stubborn yeah. kid. Yep, you Very know. But it's like but, you know, but you know, that's how he gets you know, yeah, you so know, so far in life. Yeah, exactly. Just just with that, exactly, one hundred percent. And like like no, you know, blame on my dad. My dad's human, but it, it just goes along my point of like my brother probably had to be disciplined. And a different way than I did because I responded to that my brother did not. Yeah. You yeah. know? My dad used to come up to me and like back me into a corner and point his finger at me and like really hit me hard with his finger right in the I do oh, that. My dad did the same So he used to do that to me, oh, right? Yeah. But the thing is, Vince has conditioned I, his finger. I, <laughs> I would cower. I would just shrink, right? Yeah. And he'd always do this to me and I'd always think like, why does he always do this to me? Well, he started doing it to my sister, and my sister used to go, what are you gonna do, hit me? You're gonna hit an 80 pound girl, go ahead. You're, you're gonna be so, whatever. <laughs> and my dad would just take her, throw her across the room, right? Well, a few years later, I come back, and my dad, and it gives me like PTSD, right? Because I never fought back. I was literally the most perfect child that, that you could have had. I'd never talk back. I got very good grades. I like, I mean. I can they see the halo over your they head. They didn't like. know I was like partaking in like recreational substances or whatever. I got great grades. <laughs> I was home make, on time. That doesn't you know? make you yeah. a bad person. Well, to, right. to them at the time it would. Uh, so then I come home happen. one day to visit and they do it to my brother. And my brother he pooped his chest up real big and he goes let's go old man and my dad my dad respected it and I thought 
This is exactly what they mean by nature versus nurture. Because that is my stepdad. Yeah. I do not have the disposition to do that. He wanted me to stop cowering. That's why he kept fucking doing that to me. But I didn't. Okay? Whereas my brother fucking got up and did it. Yep. And my dad goes, all right. It's time for you to move out. Like, <laughs> like, like you're a man now. You are a man. We have reached the point. And uh, you have passed. Let me just tell you. This is what it looks like when you grow up. My dad tried that again. And I said, to go. Huh? Yeah. You? Okay. Years later. And I said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And I disappeared for like three years. Because that's what a grown up. That's how a grown up cowers. I don't fucking need you. Yeah. I, I can, pay I all my bills. Walk away I just go back to leave. my life. I could literally like, leave so your house. Yeah. I'm not sure if my dad loved that. But when he did it to my little brother and my little brother fucked him up, <laughs> my dad pulled a straight up Mike Tyson, bit the fucking ear. Oh, my God. In the back of the head. Hell yeah. My brother beat his ass. My dad comes back in and my mom goes, what happened? He goes, I lost. <laughs> so I just wanted, I, I mean, I'm not wow. going to ever, I told you so, my dad, but I want to be like, that's the difference between the motherfucker that cowered in the corner yep. and the motherfucker that said, let's go, old man. Yeah. Okay. Which one do you like more? I don't know which one he liked more, but you, can, you, you can't. But it's just a difference in person. Yeah. It's a difference yeah. in person. Absolutely. Certain things people respond to more than others. And, and to be a good parent is to figure out what that is. Oh, yeah. And I feel like every, every child parent, like what you were talking about, every child parent relationship, it always, it seems like with the dad too, hits a boiling point where some sort of confrontation does happen like that. I had one with my dad. I'm sure you've had some yes. with yours. You've had some with yours. And mm-hmm. it's always interesting how parallel a lot of them are with the before, the during, and the after. There's always the before. Mm-hmm. There's always the, the the antagonizing, something that makes the the situation hit its critical peak. Mm-hmm. And then there's the the physical, you know, the physical violence part. In your case, um, it was probably more verbal, not so much physical. I mean, it was passive. Very, very okay. Well, I mean, you're a very I literally, passive, aggressive individual. I really so crumbled every single time. I was to me, it was not worth it. To yeah. me, it was just like, why would I go through any kind of pain? Why would I, ma- why would I, you know, worry about hurting my my, you know, shoulder or my hand yeah. or whatever? No one comes out of these things unscathed. I'd rather say, go fuck yourself. Have my mom hate you for three years because I won't come to the house ever. Yeah. Make your life a living hell, and then win at the very end when you say. Dude, I'm so sorry. Whatever the fuck I did, please come back home. I'll treat you with respect. <laughs> you know? I um I, I only squared off with my dad twice. The first time, um, that was when I learned that my dad has limits uh, mm-hmm. to how far I can taunt and take our shit talking. Right. Uh, because we were in a very heated argument, and I've never been one to pull punches, especially in a verbal confrontation with family. Um, so I reminded him that he was only taking his current position because of the place where he stuck his genitals in. Um, which elicited a fight response from my father. Um, The man who told me never sucker punched somebody my whole life fucking sucker punched me. Knocked me clean the fuck out cold. And when I woke up, the thing with my dad is no matter how bad I fucked up, no matter how bad he beat my ass or, you know, chewed me out, he afterwards always let me know where I stood with him. Like, look, I don't hate you. I'm not going to fucking kill you. You know, I just want you to know that what you're doing is stupid. 
Right. It, there was always that level of clarification. Like, and by the way, Vince's dad is like a Mankind McFoley type of yeah. build. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, uh, especially back in his truck driving days, dude, those arms were meat hawks. Like, he had ham hawks forearms. Like so, a really, really firm round ball. The yeah. fact that I took that punch and lived is a sheer testament <laughs> to my uh, durability and, uh, you know, integrity See, as a human being. It's so funny listening to those stories because the instances with, like, my dad and I are kind of, like, right in the middle of like how both of you like handled situations, like both of you with your parents. Yeah, because you had uh, there was a couple of times that you told me that so yeah, got a little physical. But so always, but like, and these are things that you know I never realized until like years after looking back in retrospect at yeah. these instances. But like, there would be these instances where like things would like like uh, ele- elevate higher and higher and higher between my dad and I of like you know. Getting to the point of confrontation, the, the antagonistic, to, point. Yeah, 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 the antagonistic point, and then we get to that point where we're in each other's faces. Mm-hmm. Maybe one person's grabbing the other person's throat or getting ready to, whatever it is. Yeah, and then there's always just this weird stare down that my dad and I oh, have. Oh yeah, and the it, stare down. But the thing is, it's weird because in retrospect, I realize this now, just thinking back to the situation and being mm-hmm. in these kind of situations with other people of like. Neither one of us wanted to hurt the other person. Nope. That's that's the point we were at. The other person so both is of waiting us, for yeah, you exactly. To move. So both yep. of us are literally just waiting there. We're both thinking, <laughs> uh, thinking. I don't oh, want to. Weird. Yeah, oh, we're, yeah. we're both There's, we're both oh, sitting there thinking. It's animal. Shit, yeah, and man. you're just looking at each other, yep. and, you, and you both are thinking, I don't want to fucking do this, but, but God forbid if to. he does, mm-hmm. I will. And you're just waiting for something to break That's it up. That's why you see so much buildups before a fight. Neither side wants yes. to throw the first punch. Neither person wants that was, to hit the That other was person. always my dad and I. Neither one of us ever really if, wanted if, to get physical, but we were both willing to get physical. If you state that in a fight <clears throat> and you say first, you don't want to hit me and I don't want to hit – or I don't want to hit – say, no, take you first because you say I don't want – you don't want to hit me. He's going to fucking hit you. You say, I don't want to hit you, and you look like you don't mm-hmm. want to hit me, so why the fuck are we doing this? Mm-hmm. 99% of the time, that will diffuse Yeah, fight. that happened to my brother and I once. My brother and I, when we lived in the, our apartment together years ago, we oh, uh, yeah. we had, I can't remember what the incident was, but like we got into a thing where like just elevate and elevate, and him and I were just getting in my, like we had another roommate with us and stuff like that, and we were getting to the point where we were ready to throw punches at mm-hmm. each other. And we literally sat there, we were, we, same thing, we were looking at each other and stuff like that, ready to fucking throw it out. And it was my brother who goes, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And we literally just gave each other a quick hug, went into our rooms, woke up the next morning like it never happened. Yeah. You know, it's like people don't realize that, like you said, when when fights happen, guys will never back down. You know, or most men won't back down. But like we're waiting for someone to come. But yeah, we're waiting for somebody to come break it up. Exactly. You're you're, all the shit talking is just trying to buy yourself time so Mm -hmm. that later on you can go, oh, if that guy, if Tim didn't come in and break us up, I would have kicked his ass. I would have fucking. Y'all in are your awful. Mind, Nobody would mind, ever want to hurt me. Like in the back of your mind, you wonder, "I'm gonna go back and see if he's still there." Yeah, and they're yeah. never there. Yeah. They're never there when you go. Because nobody wants like, to. You, when you finally build up the courage to actually do it, and yeah, you try to go back and look for him, they're not there anymore. Yeah. So. Well, now, if you want to get your punches in, get your punches in. Don't stand there talking smack. Just start swinging. Yeah. That's exactly. why I, I hate shit talking in a fight because <clears throat> when my my blood starts rising like mm-hmm. that. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to talk. That part of my brain's gone. Right. So if I need to talk, it's very stuttered and mm-hmm. incoherent sometimes. Like, it's just, you, well, yeah, you know what? Fuck. 
you and stuff. <laughs> That's where I shine. Oh, man, no. Yeah, you That's definitely where I shine with the verbal abuse, yeah. for sure. The oh, if I'm, sh- if I'm shooting insults across the room, I can go all day. But if we're going chest to chest, no, my brain shuts off. I'm just waiting for the impact of the first punch so I can start landing. My siblings think I'm an oracle. You you don't fucking sucker punch Mahatma Gandhi. That's what I am to them. <laughs> you so. wouldn't. I'm great at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But it, but it's true though. Like what you were saying, Vince. Because I even think back to like this moment with like my brother and I, and like th- this was something that was like cooking the whole day, right? You know, it wasn't until like the end of the day when it like reached its climax. Fucking unresolved and, issues. Yeah. Right. Well, and I remember the entire like day, like working through my head, like like oh he does this, and like I'm a bitch at him for this and this and this and then like I remember when we were actually in the moment I literally just kept like yelling like I think I kept calling him spoiled Brad or something but that's all I kept saying oh, you had built up an I, emotional like defense yeah, basically yeah but that, like, that's like all I kept saying like yeah. everything else I had worked out in my head that I was gonna scream at him before throwing down just went out the window and that yep. was the only insult that just kept getting thrown at him because I just in the moment I just couldn't fucking the think of it. Part of your else. brain just turns off, yeah. man. You're not you're not trying to communicate. You're you, at that point your brain stems on fire. That's right. not the part where you communicate. That's well, and that's <laughs> and that's why it's hard too when I get like angry at people because I I really do have points that I need to make to you and I you, really do have valid reasons I'm angry. But the problem is during the moment when I am angry and I can be angry for a long time, like I can't verbalize those yeah. ever. You ever. have you also have a Marty McFly trigger word. Unless I do. You, you still, you still got <laughs> I've, gotten, I've gotten better with it over the years, okay. but yeah, I, I still when, have it. As soon as Adam told me what this, this hairpin word was, this Marty McFly trigger point was, I made damn sure not to say it. Because let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I have fought this man <laughs> just playing around. Yes. And that is a fight each time we've done it that has just left us both frustrated Sweaty, just like let's stop. And just like yeah. why are we doing this to one another? We we reached that point after the fight. We're well, buzz bull. And you know what? And I've and I've had other friends who have done the opposite, where they learn that trigger word. Well, you know, when I was younger, oh, yeah, they yeah. learn that trigger word, and, and they just they, dig it in and dig and they it in. Never yep. called me it again. Yep. <laughs> warning. You know, warning. <laughs> and demand and then attack. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I, I've gotten better with that word. The word's pussy, by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> such a well, like, great word. Such a, such a hot word, yeah. Such a disgusting word. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're physically repulsed by the female genitalia? So much. Wow. So what much. you came out of, man? I know, that's horrible. Wow. Um, <laughs> I wish it wasn't because I don't... Um, I feel like the type of woman that would get offended by the fact that I'm so repulsed yeah. by it is the type of woman that I get along with for whatever reason. Okay. It just seems like when I meet a girl that I think is kind of a, you know, dumb basic bitch, she's like, oh my God, I hate that word. Seriously. Thank God you hate it. <laughs> Whereas like my friends and stuff from work, they're like, oh, so it's, it's the word. That or, you're disgusted by, not or, necessarily. Or the concept. Oh no, no, that the, too. Oh Look, really? See, to me, see, okay. Uh, from my from my perspective, I am not horrified by the genitalia of the same sex. I've I've seen it enough into my life mm-hmm. to where I'm, uh, you know, I'm not. Oh God, put your dick away. It's like whatever. Right. You obviously have your dick out for a reason. I'm gonna go away. Right. Um, because usually it's involving something private. Right. So, but or something funny. Or something funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something yeah. funny. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I just you know I'm just not repulsed. So it ha- there's a couple components of it that d- that's grossed me out. One is the mystery, 
the fact that the functionality of it is inside. Whereas I feel that with a penis, there's no surprises. It's all there. You can lift up. You can look under, around. It's right in front of I you. I disagree. If you got foreskin and you don't know how to pull that stuff back, then you're going to find surprises. I also <laughs> think that that is weird. I do not have that. Oh, the foreskin? Yeah. Okay. Um, I do. I think, I think, <laughs> I think part yeah. of the mystery <laughs> of it is what kind of weirds me out about it. But even with foreskin, little 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 pullback, little... It's a quick sniff, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, whereas a vagina, I mean, really, they could have quarters in there. They could have M and M's. They can store diaphragms in there. Um, even uh, intrauteral devices uh, for birth control. Yes. Stuff like that. That's little right. plasticky yeah. bits. You Absolutely. Hit if you go too hard. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's really weird. Uh, secondly, the whole cleaning itself thing weirds me out. I think that's neat, actually. Um, I've never. Wait, hold on. I've never heard that. What's, it's like a self-cleaning oven. It, it, that's oh. that's the menstrual cycle. That's well, during menstruation. Not well, that well, cleaning cycle. I mean, there's always a little bit of moisture in there because it's supposed to continue to oh, clean itself yeah. and maintain oh. it a pH It active, has active bacteria and enzymes and stuff like that. And yeah, with the natural pH balance, yeah. the human body oh. um, is going to oh. depend on how you know healthy the bacteria is down but, there. Essentially, we're finding out now bacteria is good for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's good bacteria and there's yeah. bad bacteria. Yeah. Um, and you actually choose which ones you want to breed in your body, but well, that's another. Your colon thing. does the same thing. Yeah. So oh, your okay. stomach does the same thing. Right. All of it. Okay, it's so the same concept. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. <laughs> the fact, like to me, it's like almost like a cut that doesn't heal. It even bleeds. Like, and like, <laughs> and the, your blood is supposed to have like platelets that like, coagulate to stop, and it doesn't happen there. So. <laughs> It just to me, it's just odd. I'm just so like mystified it's, by it. But you're you're describing all the reasons why I think vagina is metal. Like, and then it, it really is like the <laughs> some of them thing are out. very uh, strange looking. Like they look like the little curly things on a Jewish person. Those little twirly hairs that come down. You know? Oh, oh, oh on pubes? No, the, the the little inside lips when they come out and they they look like chewed gum almost. Oh, you're talking about women with like larger uh, outer labias, stuff inner like that? labia that or, comes out and looks like all twisty, and some of them are tucked in. People call it, people call it beef curtains essentially. Well, to, like no, that. it's it's I I know what you're talking about. No, they look like little tendrils, like they look like little octopus like things. You've I never seen this? Never seen this. Oh yeah, it's okay. I feel like I have to look up pictures of vagina. But then there's also the roast beef sandwich. Oh, I see. That's, that's, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so to me, they're just. I'm not repulsed by that. <laughs> they're just very weird to me. Um, and you know what? I'm glad. Look, one thing that people don't always acknowledge is in some way, right? Being a homosexual is a, like a, a defect. Not a bad defect, but look. It's a genetic tweak, essentially. Sure. Yeah. So. Your your genitals are designed for two things, right? Mm-hmm. Urination and sex. Yeah. Copulation to yeah. produce, you know, to to uh, procreate, right? Reproduce. Yeah. So my genitals do not have that function of reproduction because I can't because I cannot that. Oh yeah, that's no, a, I'm, that's I'm a down prime for example. That. I'm down for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with that. I just showed Vince a picture, by the way. That is, that is, that I cannot, is all right with me. I cannot 
use mind to copulate with a female and produce young. So therefore, in some way, it's kind of defective. But I'm totally cool with that. My de- my defect, defective, in a way. Defective to what is considered the biological standard. But well, the, the biological purpose. Biologi- well, no, not even biological purpose, man. Um, because it's being shown now. Okay, since we talked about bacteria, uh, bacteria does this really cool thing um, when it uh, regenerates and when it, you know, grows and it goes through hundreds of generations and, you know, the blink of an eye with, you know, how they reproduce and stuff like that. And it happens all the time in bacteria. You get um, certain strains of certain bacteria mm-hmm. where they'll have offshoots or mutations of, you know, uh, the, the same bacteria, but with a little tweak. Yes. Um, now, what nature does this for is to see, hmm, I wonder if this will survive. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Homosexuals are now thriving and propagating in society mm-hmm. um, to the point where now it's commonplace. So it's it's going to probably happen a lot. But now that it's more socially acceptable, you're going to see it a lot more. Um, I don't think something being socially acceptable affects biologically how something is created. It, But it acts similarly. So here's the deal with that. Like I, I've, being a gay man myself, <laughs> I have done a good amount of research on this. And the look, if I cannot use my genitals to procreate with a female in some way, shape, or form, it is a deviation. I'm super duper cool with my deviation. I have no problem with it. It's like somebody who mm-hmm. has like a streak of you know white hair. Mm-hmm. Technically, by, by sociological standards, it's unattractive, right? Because right? you don't want to look old. You don't want to have that streak of white or gray in there. It's, it signifies age. I'm, I'm tight with getting gray hair. I think it, me too. Well, look, I rock it. Well, that's <laughs> what he's talking about. Though. Oh, it's oh. associated, though, with getting age, old. With something age. negative, yeah, okay? Yeah. So, but some people are super <laughs> cool with it. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with the fact that I was created gay. Now, as far as why people are gay, right now, the most like agreed-upon consensus is... While you are in the womb, okay, yeah. there are several con- uh, factors that can contribute to whether or not your son or daughter, mostly son though, comes out as gay. It's a hormonal balance. One yes. thing is if you are the last child of a lot of males, your mother has produced a lot of men already, so uh-huh. it's already saying, let's not produce another male that is going to compete with these other offspring. Huh. Um, you know, for the gene pool. Yeah. Another one is, say your mother go undergoes some kind of trauma while she's pregnant, you're but you're already a viable child. As you're continuing to grow, you know, your bo- the body, the female body is saying, all right, well, it looks like the environment in which this baby is going to be born is not going it's to traumatic. be favorable. Yeah. Yeah. So let's make this child in some way like sterile hmm. so that that way it's not going to be reproducing in this less than um, premium environment yeah okay it's interesting yeah you're right so i mean there's no right now we don't know it's not for sure but right now like all the ted talks and everything this is like the hot theory yeah that everyone's really you know talking about and that's true in my case you know my mom yeah. was going through a a situation where you know my dad is a drug addict we'd have our air conditioner turn mm-hmm. off a tremendous amount of stress my mom stresses <laughs> horribly okay and then go f- figure you know she has two children second one being a girl who don't who aren't in theory affected by these environmental changes yeah the next two are boys but this is happening after my mom is married to somebody new we are very stable everything's good and she gives birth to two very very healthy boys and these aren't the you know they don't have these issues yeah and it's sad because my mom 
And Adam was there, asked me, is it something that we did? Is it that you didn't have a good male you know, role model? And I had like the best male role model. I had a stepdad who took place of a deadbeat dad who showed me like what it was to have unconditional love. Yeah. Really, it's what my dad did while my mom was pregnant, according to this theory. So when really gay people are here to save the world. <laughs> we are. We're here to not compete That's with, interesting. with yeah. you know, the population of, of men who are qualified breeders, you know, that are already before us. And not to mention y'all are preeners when it comes to women. Uh, I mean you you work in cosmetics. You're preening mm-hmm. bitches all day long. Yeah. So I mean, if you want a happy a happy you know woman get you a girl who's got a, a gb a gbbf yeah, yeah. I, I find that um the typical the stereotypical uh characteristics that gay men have i mean if you ask me we contribute positive things to society i mean even um historically uh, leonardo da vinci was you know he, he was an open uh, an open homosexual look look what leonardo da vinci did for you know not only the renaissance but modern society i mean look what just look what we do we like beautiful things like to sing we like to dance you know we are pretty low drama when it comes to relationships (laughs) no not all gays hashtag not all gays I have met no I have met some gay couples that were very fucking tumultuous both gay as well as lesbian and I mean I don't think that that has to do with them being gays or lesbians it has to them do that they have other characteristics other than being a gay or a lesbian no for that. sure but and, and that's I, I feel like that that would be a problem too when there are so few people who are out and willing to experience like relationships like that you have a very thin pool to choose from why as far as people and personality types nowadays why? not so much but there was a point where that was the case what's that why do you think things like and maybe i'm generalizing here but just from living with you and meeting a lot of gays in my life and such why do you think like some of those interests that you talked about are commonalities amongst uh, the gay community things like dancing singing loving broadway loving mm-hmm. musicals like yeah so much like, so it's like, almost why, like why are those things yeah. commonalities those kind of interests it's like a do thing you think? I mean, I, I've I've hard pressed to think of any gay I've met who's not into like you know Barbara Streisand and you know the the so, different yeah, rock I've performances met, and I've performing met arts. Though, yeah. To know that there are exceptions that prove the rule, I love that that, that right. there are exceptions that prove that there is a rule and a trend. Uh-huh. Yeah, and something like that, but right. but, but yeah, are exce- the well, majority the majority of the time you're. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're the old saying on. goes: yeah. "There's exceptions to everything." Of course, yeah. but I mean, the, but the commonality amongst I it think, all. I yeah, it's it has to do biologically yeah. with not competing with the men produced to be um, good breeding stock. Honestly, oh, because you know, even even heterosexual males, what what we do and what we spend a majority of our time doing is learn how to woo the opposite sex. Right. So while they're not doing that, they mm-hmm. have time to hone their skills and their craft also, and enjoy the finer things in life. There are and not have things, to worry about being a sweaty fuckboy. There are some things that women <laughs> are a little bit more drawn to, like singing, like dancing, and things like that. I find that gay people tend to align themselves a little bit more with women and I think that is the reason why. I think it's so that we can bring a little bit more of the feminine energy and because the thing is if all if gay men were just like straight men mm-hmm. I mean no offense women can go a long time without sex 
you could, we, we really could replace you guys, unfortunately, as far as companionship. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Um, and women don't necessarily want to be on, around women all the time. Oh, yeah. So you can have a gay best friend, but they're never going to completely take place of a woman's man. You know, they need that complementary energy. Yeah. And so when you have a lot of men being produced, okay, you need to have these gay men not be competitive with men. And that, I mean, that's my theory, okay? I, I've spoken a lot on this podcast about things that I haven't necessarily read or like whatever. Like we say at the beginning of every podcast, ladies and gentlemen, young, dumb, and full of opinions. But I'm definitely <laughs> that guy that lays down between 11 o'clock and 3 o'clock in the morning and just me thinks, too. I wonder why this. Let me think back to my experiences and the experiences of those around me and try to piece them together. Because mm. at the end of the day, the, yeah. the that's where you yeah. have unlimited information from is your life and your experience. Yeah, you know, you right. can only read so much, especially with how much these fucking blue screens are destroying <laughs> Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and I, I fortunately am afforded the same opportunity to, to have too much to think because um, my, my daughter, she's got a, a 930 bedtime and my wife works nights. So as soon as, you know, baby girl is in bed, wife's at work, I just have me in my back porch and right. my incredible view of the superstitions. Um, <laughs> and it's, it is really inspiring to be able to sit on my back porch and have all of my responsibilities taken care of and have time to, you know, do just that. Consider and ponder life, the universe, the big questions, you know, yeah. trace things back in your life to, you know, why are people people? And I, I hate to, to make a divide amongst people. I was just speaking to my brother. We, me and one of my brothers are a lot more of the cerebral type. And then my sister and my other brother are a little bit more of the very worldly type, you know, what's in front of them. That's And that's it. <clears throat> And I think what really separates people who are cerebral and that are going to really be, in my opinion, movers and shakers in their lives and the uh, lives of those around them Mm -hmm. is the continuing to want to, like, stimulate and develop your mind. Yeah. You have to always want to make your mind better. And if, you know, it's, it's a rare person that sees that as being very important. You know, don't you ever wonder if there's more? Don't you ever wonder if it's a way you can make it better or easier or more multifaceted? You should check out the theory of neuroplasticity because it basically covers exactly what you're talking about. How at certain ages we become so ingrained in our ways and our habits that we no longer pursue different methods of thinking because we're now running in a pretty comfortable circle that seems to be keeping our survival and um, way of life on a certain track that we're enjoying. Right. If you keep your mind flexible, uh-huh. learn new concepts, try new languages, try new things, listen to new music, what you're doing is you're keeping the cells in your brain fresh. You're keeping the neural pathways open and you're allowing yourself to use more of your mind, essentially. Well, and I, I think that goes in, and it's funny because they say doing things on a more grand, grandiose scale of that gets you out of like, you know, depression and anxiety, yes. you know, cause, cause what we have found out, what I have found out personally is like what really drives people into that hole is doing a whole lot of fucking nothing. Yeah. So one of the ways to cure that is you go out there and you, you go out when people ask you to go out, to go dancing, you go, you go do things you don't normally do. Yes. You because got, it you helps you not only normal. understand who you are better, but yeah. it also helps you understand the world better. And the reason why 
why I think people like Justin, you know, is just this wealth of information is because you are somebody who your life has done that, you know. Oh, we're doing this. Okay, I guess we're doing this now, you know. <laughs> like, I like, like, I need to plant a garden. All right, let me just figure out how to learn everything about plants. But, mm -hmm. I mean, we have to do that. And, you know, it's something that just came to me is that, you know, my boyfriend is constantly battling feeling stale and a depression and, and this and that. And one thing I realize is, you know, he's really into setting up his future, but a lot of the time he forgets to really enrich his life in the moment. Your mm -hmm. boyfriend is uh, is younger, yes? Yes. How, how old is he? 34 minus 11. 23. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and if he's listening, Man, that's normal. Yes, that a normal well, way to feel. I try to, to explain feel. that to him but too. He takes the fact. That to yeah, he. Yeah, I mean, well, when I was that you can age, hate was... on hate on me all you want, but it doesn't mean it ain't true. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't make it not true, baby. Right. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like think it's it's one of those like because I get frustrated too with like his boyfriend in the sense of just that kind of information just like you're younger like you know it's just like yeah. like take it from people who are older that this does pass but you know when we were 23 24 you know that's around the time I was like really in the heat of my you know being really depressed and shit yeah. you know and I was told by countless people like it gets better it gets better you know and I was like well fuck you it's not better now it's never you gonna know? get better yeah, you're not exactly. living through this you don't know me you don't yeah. know I, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know my truth. <laughs> yeah. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. But th th that's the thing is, when you're that age, you're so obsessed with making your life further along, mm -hmm. better. Where now, I'm like, I don't care. I mean, I, I'm working my job. I'm paying my bills. I want to see the world. I want to do something different. I want to mix it up a little yeah. bit in my life right now. I, want, I just want to change. Yeah. You know? And that's why I get really, I'll be like really into birds really into possibly breeding rabbits for right. meat and tanning skins you know or you know whatever yeah. and and it's important to get into those things you know and actually one thing that i really appreciate about your wife is she gets super into the weirdest things she gets decent at them oh yeah and she moves on she's full of unfinished projects but i oh, watched yeah. we have a room this full lady. of them actually <laughs> i watched this lady buy soybeans and make tofu and soy milk at the same time, you know? And I personally would not do that. <laughs> but I really admired the fact that somebody went through to figure out how the fuck toy tofu and soy milk are made. You know, she sews, she does, you know, random oh, this, random that. This this is why we're married right here, because um, it, was, it was shortly after we had gotten married and uh, she had come to live with me while I was stationed in Georgia. Uh, she asked me one morning before I was going to uh, to work. She said, "Hey, what do you want for breakfast?" And uh, or it wasn't work. Sorry, it was a uh, PT. Uh, it was one. Yeah. Um, so I, I was like, I, I was joking. I was like, I want a uh, uh, a pancake witch, which is basically the uh, bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle. Mm -hmm. uh, I only knew it as the pancake witch. I couldn't think of the words. And I was like, I want a pancake witch, and she knew what I meant. So she goes, "Oh, okay." So I go off to PT, not thinking anything of it. Come back hot, sweaty, hungry. I walk in my door. And she made from the ground up a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle. Now, I bet you're wondering. No, she didn't. She couldn't have made the bun. 
Yes. They're pancakes. It pancakes with flavor crystals of syrup. She learned how to make the fucking syrup nuggets that McDonald's uses, dude. See? She made a faithful and bigger, I might add, recreation of one of my favorite McDonald's And if you items. don't mind me saying, cut me off at any point if there's too much going on. But this is somebody who works a tremendous amount of hours, and she works nights a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And very, very long shifts. Yes, so if somebody like this can do, go and do the same thing over and over and still find time to be like, today we're going to figure out tofu. I feel bad you know? because sometimes I have to kind of pull her back because especially right now with her you know, being pregnant with her second, mm-hmm. she wants to start 80 million projects, but she can't figure out why A, she's so tired, B, she's so hungry, and C, why is my mouth so dry? Because you haven't drank water, you haven't slept, and you haven't eaten much in the last right. 24 hours, sweetie. Um, so I've had to kind of rein it in a little bit, but... I mean, as soon as, you know, second baby arrives, I can take her off the leash and she can do all the creative stuff she wants unless it's in my living room. Right. Well, and to, and to piggyback off of what you were saying, Justin, in regards to, like, how much she does and even what you were saying, Vince, about how she'll do so much. She could let me how to be here. Eat. So, like, if well, that's not, you know. Well, but I mean, like, that's, that's one thing that – and this don't get me wrong. This is something I personally struggle with, and I've talked to you about it before, Justin, but, like, one of the th- – sayings that I hate is like, oh, there's never enough time in the day. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. there is plenty. And I know this because so like when I when I went through uh, my breakup in October, Mm -hmm. you know, like all my number one priority was keep my mind busy. So I was not thinking about her. Right. Yeah. So I I truly tried to make sure that every waking second of my day I was doing something and within that month you know before I started to get you know a little more over it yeah like I was amazed some of the day I amazed myself some of the days <laughs> of just how much I truly was able to accomplish oh, in yeah. one day I mean I remember there was a day where Matthew and I one of these days like we cleaned the entire we not only clean but deep cleaned the entire house we took uh, a few reptiles we had um to the reptile store to uh donate we we like we like took care of like a bunch of enclosures we had in the garage we fixed two toilets oh wow we like we did a lot this day and this was one fucking day and this wasn't like we woke up early let me tell you i came home from work I was so happy. <laughs> Trust me, later on. Oh, you guys set the bar way too high for this My guy, boyfriend. going to expect you to do that all the time. My boyfriend was thankful to them too. That's how happy I was. It blew my mind. And trust me, no, this was not a day that I ever expected to be like super duplicated. No, but it's one you've waited for since, Justin. I know you all I didn't well. even know I was waiting for it. Well, now you I are. I was like, I walked in, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, I was like, is this real? You am know, on some of the shittier days you've had, you've gone... I really fucking hope Adam and uh, uh, Adam and Matt have cleaned. I really do. You're just you know sitting what, in your car going, "I hope that house." For is the fine. record, <laughs> sometimes I think that, and I come home, and it's clean. Yeah. That's a good time right there. That's it really is. I, I have my uh, my sister in law living with us right now, mm-hmm. and if she's listening to this. As always, I appreciate everything you do. She she lives with us rent free right now. Right. Um, she got out of a, a really messed up situation with her baby daddy. So her and her daughter are living with us, and uh, you know we, we don't charge her rent. She's family. That's the one stipulation I've always had is I'm not going to charge family rent. And you um, hardly charge anything um, if you're not family. So if, yeah, if you're if your recommendation, move in with this. If, if you're friends, you get a friend <laughs> discount for sure, for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're going to be living with two babies now, <laughs> three soon. But uh, she she cleans whenever she doesn't have her daughter. 
she just slips right into that depression and she does just that adam mm-hmm. she makes a list of shit she is going to do and she kills it yeah she has scrubbed my entire house she, she does that on a frequent mm-hmm. basis i'll come home from work like around 6 six thirty, and my house is immaculate well and let me say after having that you know because i've tr- you know f- fortunately unfortunately the only the reason why i was in that state to begin with was because of what i was going through at the time yeah but it was definitely this point too that i've always tried to get back to and there are two sayings that i i now truly believe you know as as should be fucking gospel and that is one idle hands are the devil's plaything yep and two and idle mind is the devil's playground you know like (laughs) those those two fucking things and I, I was proven right through that month where I was making sure I was constantly doing and I got a lot done that month. So when people say like, oh, there's not enough time during the day. Yes, there fucking is. Did you, I bet you binge watched Stranger Things 3 on Netflix, <laughs> didn't you? Oh, I still haven't even watched it. There was the 10 hours How many times time. did you hit your snooze button, bitch? Yeah. Because yeah. you went to yeah. work at noon. That's a exactly. lot of people. Well, and you don't understand. We oh, always no, put I'm... it we always put it in our minds how long something's going to take us, right? And like I said, we fixed two fucking toilets, right? Yeah. Two. We literally gutted them and replaced everything in them. Hell yeah. You know, but it's something that was put off and it's not, it wasn't necessarily put off because like, you know, nobody wanted to put in the work. It was nobody wanted to put in the time. And I, effort. I, so I've like, never done it before. So I thought it was like an all day thing. I thought you had a, no, well, you and that's a just, toilet room. Well, and that's yeah. just it. All of a sudden, two toilets were fixed in an hour. Yeah. You know, it's like, so people don't understand. It's like, you know, or like we were talking today about laundry, you know, laundry to fold clothes really just takes 20 minutes. But in our minds, we're like, ah, here goes three hours of my time. You guys want a tip on how to save time on laundry? What? Don't have so much fucking laundry. I have enough laundry to fill Trust half of me, a goddamn I am duffel bag. On it. I, I can finish uh. all of my clothes in a week. I do my clothes every week, not because I want to, because I fucking have to. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do them every week. It, I, I really hate it. <laughs> I, do, I wear pretty much the same thing. Like, I have a few seasonal change-ups. Like, during the colder months, I'll either wear pants or, you know, a jacket or something like that. But it's pretty much just black t-shirt I've, and I've, shorts or blue jeans. I have definitely been inspired. And I've watched a lot of these kind of YouTube videos of minimalists, mm-hmm. you know. And so I've, I definitely try to kind of go through periods where I'm like, okay, I don't – like, I have all this shit. I actually yeah. went through one, uh, like, almost a year ago now where I literally kind of went through a lot of the shit that I had Did in my Did you do the Marie Kondi thing? Does this bring you joy? It, was, <laughs> it wasn't even that. It was just, like, things like, for example, perfect example was there was a box of wires that I was carrying around with me everywhere. Oh, the random I, wire box. I carry them around with I me. I have one. I carry yes. them around with me when I lived with it's you, now It's now a drawer in my yeah. house, and I think what? some of those old wires are in that Yeah, drawer, yeah. Well, so. and like when I lived with you, when I lived with Justin in the apartment, when I lived with Thomas, <coughs> when I left my parents' house, they followed me everywhere. You know, and of course, the the I see the it. I'm actually, lo- ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually looking at the wire box right no, now. No, no, that that's the reduced one. So that's the oh, reduced that's one. the reduced box. So, because oh, here's oh. what happened. So, because the box of wires that I had, uh-huh. I got rid of it because I because re- the only reason I kept it in the first place was like I'll probably need these at some point. Then after three fucking years, it's like I have never opened this box, yep. so fuck it, and I threw it away. The wires you're looking at there, I literally know what all of those go to. I know that I use them still, <laughs> you know, on a regular yeah. basis. 
But is but like those were the things that I was going through of like why the fuck do I have this? Why the fuck do I have this? I used to be yeah. really into like buying like anime figurines and stuff like that. Just just a materialistic thing of having yeah. them. Yeah. And those were things too Impulse where I was buys, like, stuff like yeah. That, yeah. And those were things too where I was like, I don't really fucking need these. Like I even my movies. I went through this thing where I was like, why the fuck do I need the the cases to all my movies? I can literally just get a giant fucking CD case and put them all in there. Even and better yet, get you but an external you wanna, hard drive and just rip you, them all to the yeah. question. Drive, what was it your intention to get rid of all those boxes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there's still in a bag in the garage. We're gonna put them in the recycling bin. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, okay. I, he was saving them just in case. I you might need them one day. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't remember, but there was a reason why I hadn't thrown them away yet, and I think is because I still have some that I haven't gone through yet. Mm. I think is what it was. But, but I just yeah, no, purged. I um, I know this is like a big thing that you're not supposed to do. Pictures. Sorry. Oh, on it your was, phone. No, no. What? In a box. Oh, wow. hard copy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, had to, I had to. There were so many pictures. It got to the point where it was getting so heavy, I had them in my garage. So the other day, we had a clean outside the house day because spiders had taken over like every little nook and cranny. They were crawling out. There was cobwebs. There were They were everywhere. I was yeah. getting bit. My dog was getting bit in the face. So... We cleaned and, you know, I'm hosing, I'm literally hosing down the garage, Mexican style, right? I'm sweeping the... Yeah, the, the cobwebs. Yeah, and, with, with the yeah. broom. And I looked at the corner of my eye, I'm like, if I just throw these pictures away and I don't even look what the fuck they are, because I have no idea what's in there, uh-huh. I can't miss them. And I did. I just grabbed it. I plunked them in the recycling bin and I sent them out. And I'll never know what those pictures are. I do not care. But I mean, dude... They get disgusting, dusty, and then you gotta move them, then you gotta store them. What am I gonna keep them for? Well, no, that's the thing, is uh, nowadays you have uh, uh, photograph scanners where you just feed it through and it uh, digitally uploads it. Well, Well, that's, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's my next step, because as you guys know, I own three fucking computers. Oh, wow, yeah, you've hit a So the reason why my iMag Vince was on the coffee table out there is because I'm literally in the process of clearing everything off of it. And get putting shit on like hard drives yeah. and stuff like that. And then I'm gonna be doing the same thing to my other Mac computer oh, that Matthew uses, and then selling them both to Justin and Matthew. Oh, wow. Okay. Use I'm gonna buy them in the house. All I'm right. buying the laptop. I'm literally using it as a word processor and internet browser. I, that's literally that's what I have it for. That's why yeah. I haven't gotten another laptop because basically they were just becoming like $700 porn machines. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, nah. nah. Well, I and the thing is, I'm somebody who like actually like uses particular software, and so I mean, like right now with podcasting, you know, or like when I'm editing pictures and shit like that. But like with my iMac out there, yeah, like the it sat in my room, and literally the only thing I ever fucking used it for was the title screens for the Hardly Millennial <laughs> podcast. That's literally. It nice. It served zero other purpose, and I'm like, so this thing's taking up all this fucking room. <laughs> like, I literally have to have this fucking table because I just need something to set it on. Folks, if you can and be in this room right now and look, it's like, cluttered as fuck. It's great. Like, That's and I, great. I even told Justin yesterday, I was like, I get to this point where I don't even bother cleaning my room anymore because, like, because I'll do this thing where I get like all the microphones that we have here. I'll get them neatly yeah. put on the table and I'll put these things. But it's all shit that I use, so it all gets pulled out anyway. And the second 
there's a fucking p uh, pair of underwear on the floor. My room just looks cluttered. Ladies and gentlemen, so the next like, time that it's it's just me and Adam and he leaves the room, leaving me to talk to you, uh, you beautiful people out there, I'm going to play an I Spy game in this room. I'm going to just look around and I'm going to tell you everything I see. Everything you see. Everything there's I see. There's a lot. There is. There really there's is. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm even to this point where like I I have this giant queen-size bed. and I, well, I mean, how giant can a queen-size bed be? They're all the same size. We but always talk about I, your room whenever I come. I, I know. I, I just realized that. It's like, like the bane. I'm blown away by it. Like We, we do this in here. This well, is great. It's because it's the bane of my fucking existence right now. Like I truly want to get rid of this bed and just get a fucking food for the sole purpose of just having more room. You should just get like a really swanky like, cot. Well, because I want to have like a place for people to like sit down and chill in here for future oh. endeavors well, with then, Hardly Millennial. Yeah, Futon would probably but, be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be I'd probably be better for that. But like, you know, because even my brother suggests, he's like, why don't you just get a twin size mattress and just put it on the floor? And I'm like, oh, yeah, but I could have a futon and have a couch and a bed, you know, in here. So it's like, uh, there's just. It's just the bane of my existence right now. <laughs> just, I fucking hate this room just because of all the shit that I own. It just makes me want to get rid of shit, you know? But, like, this fucking box I have. Let's just play I Spy right now. This fucking <laughs> box of paint that I have just sitting on my bed. Like, I'd like somewhere else to put that fucking paint rather than a shoe box. It's easier I, to access. I and, wish we would have done it when you set all the egg crates up on your wall. Because I would have said, I spy a fuckload of egg crates. <laughs> Guess where? <laughs> Not where you think. <laughs> Dude, there's just so much, and like, and that's a big thing with wanting to get rid of like a bunch of clothes. Cause I, I have so many clothes, and I like, I don't wear them. I've always been minimalist, man. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's just you know with the tumultuous life I kind of led uh, after high school. Um, I've always had enough possessions to be able to kind of carry on my back. Um, I, I joke around like I can fit like all of my possessions into my car. See, well, well, and I could too, and I I've, did. I've but. got I've got a duffel bag full of clothes. Um, I've got another duffel bag that I can fill with some knickknacks that I really care about, and then I have a couple of weapons. And see, my know. my my problem is I've always been very materialistic. I always like owning things. So like the problem, but the problem is with my age and stuff, you know, not so much now, but especially, well, probably much so much now, but like, especially when I was younger yeah. and moving around a lot, you know, especially I had that three year period where I moved like five fucking times, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. and like, I got to this point where I'm just like, I love buying things to like decorate my room with and everything, but like I have to transport all this shit every single time I go to move somewhere else. And I'm like, I would like to be the guy that's like, okay, I have a duffel bag and two boxes. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah, now, this is my last stop. I have mahogany furniture. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I have a bed that weighs 400 pounds and I always have to have enough clothes to make sure that whether I'm 195, two, 15 or 245 mm -hmm. I can wear clothes to work yeah <laughs> I um, those are like the three key weights right there I'm glad you're not like my dad who is a serial renter or up until recently was a serial renter who had mahogany furniture oh, old Lord. heirloom dressers and cabinets and curios oh moving him so the last time he moved I told him I'm, I'm not doing this uh, the, the, <laughs> or, sorry the, the time previously before this last time because they're um, leasing to own now I, I told him the last time that I had helped him move. I was like, "We're we're not. I'm not doing this again." This is the last time. Yeah. Yeah. This this is it. The next time I'm buying you a moving company, and they're they're gonna do it for you. Well, it's gotten to this point with me where it's like I I literally 
for as far as like the clutterness goes and the minimalistic part of it like I can't wait until I have to move oh, next God. because it gives me an excuse now where I have to go through everything and decide <laughs> okay yeah. it, when's the last time I actually looked at this you know what I mean if you like, haven't touched bye. it in three years the last touch is going to be thrown in the fucking shit. Yes, can. exactly. Yeah. And yep. those are the things you have to ask yourself of like, well, like just kind of what you were saying. Does this really bring me joy? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. is there, does it really bring anything new to my life? Am I going to really miss this if it's gone? Is it replaceable? You know, when I need it again, is it something I can just buy again? All the anime figurines and the alien versus predator fucking like figurine shit that I had. <laughs> like I had like 10 of them. A, a I didn't lot, need that shit. I feel like a lot of the reason that we, we <laughs> keep stuff like that is because of the sentimentality attached to it because I'm sure a lot of that of course, stuff you were yeah. given like Christmas and birthday yeah, presents yeah 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 um, that's that's a, the main reason we keep a lot of that stuff is we would feel guilty having to get rid of it well I mean if you don't want your kids to be saddled down with shit don't give them so much shit to be saddled down with yeah you know but I mean what a parent's intention on what their kid's gonna do with that stuff later in life I guess that's not really up to them mm-hmm. so I guess it's it's not on your shoulders to, to worry about what they're going to feel like if you have to well, throw something away. And if away, you're going to you know? do that stuff, like, fine, but, like, allow your kids to kind of leave it, to leave it behind. You enjoyed I it. Mean, you had your fun with it. Yeah, now. well, yeah. B- the thing that I kind of, with, like, my parents, for example, for example, this queen-size bed, yeah. right? So when they were first getting rid of this bed, it was the... It was a brand new bed when I got it. They literally got rid of it just because they didn't find it comfortable. And at the time, I had been just sleeping on a couch. Well, that's what a, they were saying. I had a, yeah. <laughs> but I had a red couch that went with me I remember that the I red slept couch. On, Ladies and gentlemen, you know? the red couch is legendary. May it rest in pieces. Yeah, may it rest in pieces for sure. But, like, the when I got this bed, it was when I was living in a closet. Yeah. At Danny's house, yeah. you know, yeah. and the, the whole purpose there, yeah. was the red couch was going to go there. I would have still had room, whatever. And I was literally told, "You either take this or we're throwing it away." All right. Well, I'm not going to say no to a fucking queen size bed, so I guess I'll take it. Yeah. You know, and I fucking took it and lived. You know, with literally everything that could fit in there was just like all the shit I owned around <laughs> the bed. And I had one little walkway. I had to like yeah. shimmy my way through to get onto the bed. I remember the last few times coming over here, uh, he would ask, "You know anybody that needs a queen size bed?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but nobody who has a fucking pickup truck. Oh God, <laughs> it's. I just need to get rid of shit. When when just, you finally get the chance to get rid of it, we should get rid of it office space style. You seen office space? Where <laughs> you just fucking destroy just it. just and we got to put on a sick ice cube track, <laughs> grab some baseball bats. There's a scene in a movie office space where they do just that on a printer. Mm-hmm. It's great, and it's actually really uh, uh, really freeing. It's a good way to vent. Yes. To destroy a piece of inane property for no. Just do it on someone else's property, please. Right. I don't want to yeah. dispose of it. Oh, I see. You don't want us to set fire to a mattress in your front yard. I don't even care about that. I just don't want a burnt mattress in my front yard. No <laughs> one's gonna take it. I know it. I know one's gonna take it. I got like two full-size refrigerators in my garage right now. You could uh, you could donate it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't like. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty bent to shit at this point just because I just have trouble taking care of shit. And that's another thing. I fucking suck at taking care of, like, items that I own. And my parents <laughs> used to get so pissed off at me because they would get me whatever fancy thing for Christmas or birthday. And then within the next two years, it's like, all oh, it broke, you know? I'm sorry. I, I just suck at taking care of shit. I just do, you know? But it's like, I don't know. I just... 
I'm just to a point now where it's like I just want to own as little as possible. You know, I want yeah. the most of what I own to be for stuff like the podcast stuff. I don't mind owning three light stands and a computer and three microphones and everything that you know comes with that kind of shit or all the phone that's on the wall right now. It is. But it when is, it comes to clothes and everything, I don't need twenty pairs of jeans when I wear oh, three yeah. of them. It is. It is freeing <laughs> once you you've kind of reduced your your inventory to Spartan levels. It really is, but. I've, I've hit a certain point now where I, I've kind of realized that I don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I'm having trouble deciding, you know, oh, if I want to put something else, what do I want? I don't know, man. You know, <laughs> Maddie will give ideas and, you know, I'll be like, no, because that's her idea, you know, but I, I'll give it some thought. and Eventually, with it, I'll give it, it will credit, be all her idea. If I don't act now, <laughs> if I don't do something soon. Women are a lot more no, uh, that, that house, patient. We, we, were, we well, were talking about this yes. earlier. If you were to walk into my house, this is how minimalist I am. You would never know I live there until you looked left. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> he has one room. I have one room in the front that you could tell is mine because there's a big-ass American flag on that wall, and it's never coming down. That's where the pig used to sleep. That's where the pig used to sleep, right under that flag. America, goddammit. Speaking of which, you had told us earlier that you got a dog. Yeah, yeah. So we so, got um, a Belgian Mal. So how does the dog um, interact with your two pigs? She is a natural-born predator. Banditi is a killer, straight up. Her, her first couple weeks at my house, she was bringing me dead bunnies left and right. Oh, God. The first time she interacted with the pigs, immediately started hurting them. Started running around them, barking at them, nipping at their heels, making them move, which I don't know if y'all know, pigs hate doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, just just getting them up and getting them run. Um, she was exercising the pigs. Every now and again, I'll take them out and I'll, I'll do just that, just so she can run around and play a little bit. Um, they don't seem to have a problem with it until mm-hmm. uh, she starts nipping their ears. Right. And then that gets to be a problem for the pigs. But uh, yeah, no, the dog, the, the dog is all energy. She's all love. Um, the first morning that we got her, I uh, I'd forgotten we had chickens, and they're usually out on the porch about a specific time in the morning. <laughs> Don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me here. So I'm going out onto the back porch. I just woken up. I'm gonna let the dog out to go to the bathroom, and I open the doorknob and I turn that door open. That dog saw chickens, and immediately, within a fraction of a second, it went from peace and quiet to utter pandemonium on oh my back porch there were chickens screaming there was a dog jumping there was feathers it was it was a couple seconds of extreme panic and then me realizing oh shit no dog don't do that <laughs> but she was like birds ha <laughs> good dog good yeah dog. right <laughs> oh, she's a birder she's a birder she has uh, made some pretty incredible leaps at birds so far but uh yeah no she's she's high energy i love that dog my wife hates this dog hates this dog poor thing and it's because honestly the the dog has pissed her off legitimately yeah. she's tried planting flowers this dog just doesn't like change when you change <laughs> something in the house she takes she's it just personally. not a fan of it she just gets all twitchy she'll dig up flowers and she's oh this last weekend we were making cupcakes uh, maddie left uh, butter out on the counter to firm Guess who jumped up on the counter and got herself two sticks of butter? That's right, old Banditi. Yes, she did. Dog eating two sticks of butter. She didn't fucking move for the rest of the night. Oh, my gosh, dude. Didn't feed her the next day either. I was like, That's what it takes to have a bulldog, by the way. They don't move for the rest of the night. That dog ain't getting up on that counter, though. I think think that bulldog, anything you put about a foot over its head is safe. I don't think uh, English bulls are meant to jump. (laughs) He tries. (laughs) So, dude, I've... 
I've been eyeing your energy drink here. That is an energy drink you're drinking. This is, right? yeah. Okay, so and I've been eyeing it. Keto. Yeah, uh-huh. that's what I was going to comment on. I've been eyeing it for a little bit. It says keto on there, so it's a, a keto energy drink. Yeah, um, I guess I'm doing a, a I guess I'm doing a plug it. for this right now. Um, it's called <laughs> it's called Meltdown, and I get it at uh, the Oh, Quick it, Trip. it literally has ketones in it. Yeah, I'm fueling on straight ketones right now. Seventy-five hundred milligrams yeah. of ketones in it. I've never heard no of calories? something like this. Oh no, there's calories. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, eight, well, only 18. On an empty stomach, um, it's it's too much. It is too much. You have to. I, I have. I have to eat a little bit before. Do you mind I if I take a sip of it? Go for it. Go for I want to see what's in it. Everything. Everything the body craves. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, it's actually pretty good. Um, ingredients: carbonated water, uh, phosphoric acid. Sorry, it's like a gleaming holographic bottle. Is there a lot? Natural of the flavors: sodium benzenate, sucralose, and potassium sorbet. Yeah. So you can have sucralose on keto? I I mean, not from our research, but... You know what I think it is, though? Because it has ketones in it. And remember, we've talked about to where if you're already fat-adjusted, it's easier to where, like... Because they have pills and stuff of ketones and stuff you can take. Yeah. And different things like that. So I think maybe it counteracts it. I don't know. Maybe it keeps your body in a state of ketosis because of how many milligrams of ketones. All I know is if I've got $4.59 plus tax and I'm at a quick trip, I'm getting one of these. And I, mean, I guess it's get... just a matter of time before they came out with a keto energy drain. <laughs> I'm going to but... get through my day. So, no, these things are great, man. Uh, they really are. Damn. They even uh, they work well as kind of a pre workout. I've been in tight situations where I've run out of pre workout and I'm like, oh, well, guess I'm getting a meltdown. So <laughs> I go grab one, chug it like fucking Popeye in a spinach. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and calcium. This is literally snake juice. Yeah. That, that you can totally snake just... juice with. Yeah. <laughs> you can flavor. fast on that. You yeah. can totally fast on that. Except Me. for maybe the well the yeah zero sugars, uh, no carbs. It's 18, if it's eighteen Nothing calories, artificial. you can totally fast on those. It's it's mostly like uh, it's mostly like uh, the the caffeine is derived from tea, so it's a hell of a lot of concentrated tea caffeine. So, damn, yeah, good, good job, stuff, meltdown. And that's right? why you should buy. A, uh... <laughs> that's why you should get one, guys. I'm right. telling you, <laughs> meltdown <laughs> right here, meltdown. It's <laughs> not a game. If you drink one, you'll have a literal fucking meltdown and start talking about how Democrats in Washington are fucking lizard people. Sorry, I'm like, turn a frog gay. Turn a frog gay, goddammit. Let me tell you what, I've been drinking, I I drank California water the first uh, 14 years of my life. I didn't turn gay, so. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's a slow moving. It's a slow burn. It takes about 18 years. (laughs) And a lot of brushing your teeth. All right. Well, I've noticed a couple of little pauses in our conversation here. So unless it's because you're getting all droopy eyed over has, there, Adam. I'm not even droopy. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Fucking, I'm really fucking tired, and okay, I slept like 26 right. hours this today. Well, so. and luckily, I'm down to keep talking if people have more to talk about. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm usually just feeding off of you guys most of the time, just kind of keeping up with the flow of the conversation. Well, I'm yawning. So. This uh, this is monumental though because this is the first uh, podcast in uh, the last several times I've been on the podcast where it has been a late one. That's true. Yeah. yeah. What time is it anyway? I got here at 6.30. Oh, yeah. It's only 9.30. I yeah. remember the last time you got here was like like 10.30. Yeah. And I remember the first and one we did, we were like, uh, oh, okay, we're going to try to do this, guys. Again, bless but. my wonderful wife. I, I, I get the text, and I, I even preemptively sent Adam a text. I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it tonight, man. I'm sorry. And I, I go and I'm going into the bedroom. I'm about to get ready for bed, and... She goes, what were you doing out there? And I was like, oh, I was just texting Adam. And she goes, why, what's up? I was like, oh, he asked me to be on a podcast, but I figured it was too late. 
She goes, well, I mean, if you want to go do it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? That was tonight? No, no, no. no. This this was, this was like the first oh, late, okay. late night podcast we did. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. I got I got out here at like midnight. I didn't yeah. get home until like 4 a.m. Yeah, we, we, we oh, started wow. late. Uh, like, I, like, I like shoved down an energy drink and even with our energy like drinks, we were just yeah. like, yeah. Oh, it was great. I think we that just... was the, the a new start. I think that was what that, that was. That was literally the first one for yeah. when we started doing the weekly podcast rather than the daily podcast. Yep. But if you're tired, Justin, you, you can get up and go, man. Me and Vince can carry our own. Oh, if you're, you're going to continue on. Oh, All right. Well, it was super awesome to be here. I was going to stick it out if it was going to be over soon, but if you guys are going to keep going. Well, I, then do, gonna... I do have to hit the old dusty trail. Oh, well, then let's just end it here then. Yeah. Okay, the logical closing point. Logical not closing forced, point. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how you get, um, what are they called? Hemorrhoids. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to tonight's podcast. We with, love you beautiful people. With Justin, Vince, and I. Remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. We also have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash hardly millennial. And any final thoughts, Justin? Hashtag me too if you like food. Oh, okay. Well, Any final thoughts? Vince? Since Keanu Reeves trending right now, hashtag be excellent to one another. All right. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a lovely rest of your week. We will see you next Monday. Bye-bye. Mwah.